Hello everyone, I'm Bella. And I'm Olivia. And we're prevention educators for New Directions, the Domestic Violence Shelter and Rape Crisis Center of Knox County, Ohio. You're listening to our podcast, Table Talks. We hope that listening to this podcast gives you an inside look into the world of domestic violence. Throughout this series, you will hear from individuals from all walks of life, from preventionists and advocates to survivors themselves and many other allies. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the podcast. Due to the sensitive nature of this episode and the subjects discussed, viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Um, I'm really excited for today's conversation, actually, because we're going to be talking about a topic that I can't speak for you, Olivia, but that I've actually gotten a lot of questions about. Um, And that's the question of why do people stay in abusive relationships or why don't victims just leave? Um, And we'll get into it a little more with our conversation today, but overall the reality is that there's several reasons someone may stay in an abusive relationship. Um, And we want to stress that what we talk about during this episode is by no means an exhaustive list of why people may stay in abusive relationships. Uh, These types of relationships are very complex, and it's important to recognize that every situation is different, and so people's reasoning for staying is also different situation by situation. And I think with that, we'll just jump right into it. So, Bella, why do people stay in abusive relationships? What are some reasons? So, I think the first most common Uh, that we've heard about and that we see day to day is fear. So in abusive relationships, there's oftentimes many different forms of abuse that are present. So we know that there's physical abuse present. So that could look like um, any form of physical harm. So punching somebody, um, you know, causing black eyes or scratches or cuts on a person's body. Um, verbal abuse, which could be name-calling, putting somebody down, degrading somebody, um, emotional abuse, there's also financial abuse, and sexual abuse. And because of the various forms of abuse that someone may have endured, a person may be afraid of what could happen to them if they were to leave that situation. We know that a lot of times in abusive relationships, there are threats made, uh, most of the time verbal threats, and the abusers use those threats to kind of gain and maintain power and control over that survivor. So those threats would kind of keep them in control of the situation and keep that survivor from leaving that abuser and that situation. And I think even going off of it too, with those threats, self-esteem is sometimes lowered. Not even sometimes it is lowered Mm -hmm. because if someone's constantly putting you down or degrading you, it makes you feel horrible and that can Mm -hmm. add to that fear of, you know, staying in a relationship and not necessarily either knowing how to leave or 
just how to handle that situation, especially too if you're not confident and your self esteem just is low. Yeah. Well, and two, like if you think about it, let's say I'm in a relationship with somebody and mm-hmm. this person I love more than anything in this world, right? This is my partner, this is the person I'm supposed to be taking on this big scary world with and they're calling me these horrible names you know they're putting me down they're telling me I'm worthless Mm -hmm. so imagine hearing that from somebody that you love and you know it gets to a point where you kind of start to believe those Mm -hmm. things that they're saying to you and I want to touch on a word you said multiple times and that's love and I think sometimes it's hard to understand especially being a person looking in the aspect of love because if you think about it abuse doesn't start in the beginning of a relationship and it's not something that's seen when you first start dating somebody Mm -hmm. and you learn to grow in love with someone and you just kind of you love your partner so then when abuse starts happening then that can just kind of mess with your thought process you know of this person I love and adore is putting me down degrading me verbally abusing me or physically abusing me Mm -hmm. but this isn't the person I necessarily fell in love with but there's still that love so that can even make it harder to leave a relationship absolutely and it's I feel like it's that cycle of abuse that we talk about Mm -hmm. and like I know you and I talk about this in classrooms because I think that's a common misconception is you know, well, if a relationship started off abusive, why wouldn't you just leave right then and there? Mm-hmm. And like you said, it doesn't start out that way. It most of the time doesn't happen until love and trust mm-hmm. has been established. And so you're constantly stuck in this, this isn't the person I fell in love with, and I know the type of person they're capable of being. Yeah, and even with that cycle abuse comes, I'm never going to do this again, or it won't mm-hmm. happen again, or... I promise this and that. So there's so many cycles that even just kind of play into abuse. Yeah, for sure. Which is why there's so many reasons people stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that we want to talk about is the belief that abuse is normal. So there are certain situations where maybe a survivor also came from a home where maybe there was abuse present, whether you know, they were abused themselves as a child, or maybe they saw a parent be abused by their other, their other parent. Um, so a person may actually not know what exactly a healthy relationship looks like. And because abuse and domestic violence was so prevalent in their lives, they may see that as a normal relationship Mm -hmm. and therefore like not I don't want to say not see anything wrong with it, but it's almost normalized. Yeah. And I know we walk into class settings and we're teaching about healthy relationships and we're teaching about abuse and whatnot. And we even see that, I'll just use students, for example, Mm -hmm. right now, like they don't even know what abuse is sometimes. So, you know, if students don't know or we as adults, sometimes we're even learning new Mm -hmm. things, you know, and relationships are always changing and abuse in a sense it's I don't want to say it's the same but it's always developing if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because there's new things that are coming into the world or there's new norms within society so it's always a learning process and what may be an obvious sign of abuse to somebody cannot be to somebody else yeah exactly and I think too 
what's so interesting about, you know, abuse, but also relationships in general is, you know, I'll use jealousy as an example. Like, there's a, there's a boundary to when maybe jealousy is like a normal part of a relationship, right? But then at what point does it become unhealthy? Yeah. And at what point does it become abusive? Mm-hmm. And so it can be really difficult for some people to kind of acknowledge when that boundary has been crossed. Yeah. Um, and that can be said with kind of really any... I, with the exception of, I would say, like, physical violence. I feel like that can almost be said with any abusive behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we talk about in some trainings, like, here are some things that are normal behaviors in relationships, and here are some things that are toxic. Yeah. And they can sometimes be intertwined. Like It's that fine line in between because it's like, okay, this isn't as toxic as some things, but it's still toxic in a sense. Exactly. Like giving gifts. Yeah. Like that can be, you know, a normal part of a relationship. But if they're unwanted gifts Mm -hmm. by someone that you're not interested in, that could become a toxic or unhealthy behavior. Or if they're happening after abuse is happening, Mm -hmm. that can also be a toxic behavior. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all the intricacies of relationships and kind of, figuring out when a boundary's crossed and yeah. when things are getting um, unhealthy, I guess. Yeah. And another reason why people stay in abusive relationships is the fear of being outed. So when we're talking about the LGBTQ plus community, this is a huge, huge threat that happens mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And coming out is a beautiful thing and can be a beautiful thing. But it's also important to take into consideration the safety of somebody and if they're ready to come out. So that's a way an abusive partner can hold power and control over somebody mm-hmm. or can hold power and control over somebody. Yeah. And that's either shaming them or trying to scare them into saying, I'm going to out you to your friends and family when you're not ready. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to acknowledge like this reasoning because like you said, coming out is a really you know special and beautiful thing but we also never know where people like where their support system is at right like we don't know what somebody's family Mm -hmm. family's values are and so if that threat of being outed is there Mm -hmm. like that could be potentially putting the survivor in danger Mm -hmm. and another thing going off of their support systems is individuals are involved in so many communities whether that's their family their workplace their Mm -hmm religious beliefs and you really never know what outing somebody can do absolutely and on the other end of that that's what an abusive partner knows is they know what it can do Mm -hmm. so that fear of you know just not knowing what the future holds Mm -hmm. can keep somebody in an abusive relationship and even that feeling of embarrassment or shame and not necessarily because an individual is feeling that within themselves but because an abusive partner is making them feel that way that embarrassment and shame so blame shifting is something common we see in an abusive relationship and that's a way an abuser tries to again 
put their partner down or keep their partner with them Mm -hmm. and just making them feel like they're worthless or they're not worth it Mm -hmm. and like you said earlier if you're hearing this constantly and constantly you may start believing this even if it's not true yeah absolutely and it's like this lack of taking responsibility as well Mm -hmm. of like this whole well the only reason I did this to you this bad thing to you is because you did this to me and regardless of if a survivor's done anything to the abuser or whatever like that still does not warrant Mm -hmm. abuse whether that's you know um verbal physical emotional sexual or financial abuse nothing and I think that's what's so important is nothing anybody does in this world Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I don't care what it is does not warrant abuse in any capacity I feel like that's like the main takeaway Mm -hmm. like I don't care if someone you know stays in an abusive relationship for years and years and years and years that does not give the abuser the right to continue to harm that individual yeah and I think going off of that too is a victim or a survivor has to be ready themselves to leave and it's not anybody's place Mm -hmm. to try to force somebody to leave or exactly yeah try to convince them in any way because you know it's their decision at the end of the day and I'm not saying it's not hard watching Mm -hmm. that because that is hard and I can't imagine being in a situation like that too you know Mm -hmm. so I think as a support system it's important to love people and it's okay to give advice and to Mm -hmm. sit there and to listen and to help safety plan that's another thing too is to really just help them for when they're ready to make that decision that they have a plan but at the same time too is you have to find ways to be supportive because until that person is ready to leave and they feel safe enough to leave that's their decision yeah and I mean in an abusive relationship kind of your support system is already at risk right and so I think in these situations it's almost even more important to if you know somebody or you have someone you love or care about that may be in an abusive relationship. I just cannot stress enough how important it is to be a support mm-hmm. for survivors. And, you know, something that <clears throat> I've heard said and I've now adopted in saying too is survivors are the experts on their own lives. Yes. And also, I heard this. Um, I don't know if it's a quote or if it was just something someone said to me. I genuinely don't remember. But when it's too dangerous to leave, they stay. Mm -hmm. And when it's too dangerous to stay, they leave. Yeah. And I think that that was something really powerful for me to hear. And it seems so simple, but it really is true. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't just wake up one morning and... Always. Let me preface that. Leaving an abusive relationship is a process. Yeah. And what is it? I think it's seven times. It's seven times someone leaves. Before they leave for the final time, on average, someone leaves a relationship seven times. Mm -hmm. That's 
That's crazy. That's wild. And the statistic for when they do leave, isn't it? It's seventy percent of domestic violence murders happen after the fact. Yeah. So they seventy percent of murders related to domestic violence happen after the survivor has left the relationship. Yeah. And every time I hear that number, it takes me back. Yeah. It's just. I don't know, just every time I hear it, it just it, it's eye-opening. Because, honestly, like, that in itself, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, that's scary to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I guess, the importance of being support. Mm-hmm. And if you know someone who's wanting to leave or trying to leave and, you know, they're they're hesitating or they're not leaving as quickly as maybe... You would, you would want them to. There's a reason. There's a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to agree with that reason, but no. just the survivors taking their safety into consideration. You know? And I think, too, as a support, so many people ask, like, I just want to do something to help. I just, what can I do? What can I do? And allowing somebody to know that you're there mm-hmm. is sometimes help enough because when that moment comes to when they're ready to leave they know there's going to be somebody out there. Yeah. And believing them too. Mm-hmm. Not doubting what they're telling you. If they, if, if they choose you as somebody to, um, talk to about this really important, this big stuff in their life. Yeah. Like believing them. Yeah. And not doubting what they're saying. Before we wrap up today's episode, um, I know I mentioned this before, but I just want to leave you all with this one, um, with this one thing, and that is that it's important to remember that abuse is never the fault of the survivor. And again, survivors are the experts on their own lives. And the reality of domestic violence is that survivors know their abusers best. And with that, we encourage you all to go out and be supports to everyone and anyone in your life regardless of the situation. And um, thank you all for tuning in today, and we will see you on our next podcast. See you next time.